Today's My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Gym Aware, the leading tool when measuring performance in the weight room. Guys, VBT is all the craze right now. It's a hot, sexy topic, although it's something that's been around for a while. And the man who wrote the book on velocity-based training, Brian Mann, has called the Gym Aware the Rolls Royce when it comes to velocity measuring devices. Guys, the ability for you to shoot all your information right up into the cloud and store it right away is enough for, for me right there to, to make sure that this is something that I had in my weight room. Putting things together with instant feedback as to how the reps are being performed. On top of that, with the x-axis correction, so you don't have to necessarily worry about direct positioning when you're performing the exercises. Tying that in with the visualization of everything and the ability to allow the athletes to compete. Make this an absolutely stellar tool and something I couldn't recommend you having in your weight room enough. Hop on over to kinetic.com.au today and see everything that they have to offer. Hey everybody, if you enjoy the podcast and the content it provides, be sure to hop over and check out the community. The community is an exclusive members website that is just an extension of what we do here in July at the Central Virginia Sport Performance Seminar. What it is, is a combination of video lectures, a coach's corner with your Monday morning take-home information, and a forum where you can talk about anything and everything related to the field of strength and conditioning. In the community, you'll find content added each month from some of the top practitioners in the world, ranging from PhDs to high-level coaches, bringing you exactly what they're doing with their athletes or their research at the present moment. On top of that, an additional discussion by coaches bringing you that Monday morning information, things that you can add to your training program right away. Tying that in with the opportunity to discuss with coaches around the world in the forum on anything and everything from the topics addressed in these presentations to whatever you're seeing in your daily life as a coach. If this sounds like the right thing for you and your staff, go ahead and hop over to cvasps.com community and try it out for 48 hours for just a dollar. If you like it, you're signed up, ready to roll, and you're jumping into all the great content added each month. If not, feel free to go ahead and cancel at any time. No questions asked. We're really excited about what we're building in the community and hope you are too. Go ahead and hop over to cvasps.com slash community and check it out today. Hey, what's up guys? Jay DeMayo coming at you this week's My Thoughts Monday. Um, today, guys, I want to talk about something, a uh, conversation that I just had recently with one of uh, my coworkers, Beecher Porter. Um, when we're talking about these sports that start right at the beginning of semesters and or like fall sports that start, um, you know, right before school starts, you know, we really pride ourselves on as, as a profession when it comes to finding better ways to do things, better ways to prepare kids and periodizing this, that, and the other thing, and, and building, you know, the, the best program that we could possibly build, consistently looking to educate ourselves better to provide better for these kids. But there's a problem, right? And that problem, when you're talking about these fall sport teams, is that all too often, they train in the spring and then they leave for the summer. And then you get the spring sports who train all fall and then leave for four or five weeks uh, around Christmas time. Now, 
the latter, this plan probably won't work for. And we probably need to figure out something better than what I'm going to say. For the prior, for your fall sport teams, my question is this. Why do they have a spring practice schedule where they're going and doing all of this team-related stuff and sport practice and they have their spring competitions that, to be honest, sport coaches probably put a little bit too much emphasis on because I don't know about you guys, but I've never won a championship ring for anything that's gone down in the non-competitive season. We can talk about that another day, though. They do all this stuff, and they're lifting their tails off, and they're running like crazy, and they're in awesome shape, and then they hit finals, and they're gone. To which, we provide a program and, you know, cross our fingers and hope they follow it, right? Well, we all know what really happens. Let's be completely frank in the situation. We all know what really goes down in, in all of that. I guess that what I would then say is if you look at a lot of the injuries that occur in these sports, they typically occur at one of the two ends of the, of the season, right? They either happen really early, you know, because they weren't prepped, they weren't ready, and bad things happen, or they happen at the end because just accumulated fatigue. At least that's what I've noticed. So my question then is this. Why do we do all this garbage all spring, all of this extra stuff, all this training, all of this practice, all of these things that, that happen 10 months before they're going to play, for them to go home and not do anything? Would we not be better off as a, as a whole? And wouldn't the kids be better off as if somehow... Those eight weeks of countable time will move to the summer. And I know what you're saying right now. Well, but it's summer school, and it's this, and there's that problem, and there's another problem. That's all fixable, dude. Like, for real, like, let's get past that, right? Like, basketballs can stay all summer and take one class and do this stuff. Well, why can't a team that's, you know, the kids are getting scholarship money to, to play in the fall, why, why couldn't they be there for the eight weeks to be in shape and to acclimate to the heat and to be prepared for competition. Like, if the NCAA really cares about these kids and their welfare and, and all of this, that, and the other thing, and, you know, the student experience, why are we forcing them in the spring, the furthest time possible, or half the time the weather outside is so cold or snowy or whatever that you can't even do anything worthwhile? Do all this stuff then and send them home to detrain and not be ready and not put these kids in a situation to be safe and healthy when they're playing. Like, it makes no sense to me. So, you know, this, this came into, you know, a discussion because there was a team here that had two injuries, season-ending ones, the first day and then the second day of practice. You know, and his response was simply, well, you're going to tell me that these people went and did what they were supposed to do when they went home. And I completely agree with his sentiment. I completely agree 
with his disdain for the situation, but unfortunately we're hamstrung because when we are providing the kids with the stuff that they would need to be prepared is not at the time when they need the stuff to be prepared, unfortunately. So what do we do? You know, like, what do we do? Like, what's next? Like, how do we fix this? Because we all know that, like, unless there's rules that change or policies that change or things change, like, they're going to show up for camp, what is it, two weeks before their first game? And you know that at least one or two of those days, the coach is going to run them because they're going to get all mad about something or they're going to mess up. So they're just going to break them down, you know, a little more. So what can we do to ensure that these student athletes moving forward are better protected and in a better welfare physically because they've been prepared, not just at the right, in the right manner or prepared for the right outputs that they're going to be involved in, but also at the right time so that we know that these outputs that we've built them up for are available when we need them to be available, and that is during the competitive season, not during some spring ball season that doesn't mean shit. So that's my question. I don't have an answer. I know how I've handled programs that I've sent home, and I know that we've had kids that have stayed, but we've never had a full team. So what do you guys do? What do you think? What do you see? You know. How, how can we be better for these kids to make sure the first day that our field hockey teams show up and they step on AstroTurf and most of these young ladies are from Pennsylvania, so they're not used to it being 95 to 100 degrees anyway, let alone humid, let alone torching hot even more because of the turf. It's a lot to ask of a kid if you ask me. So, thoughts. Ideas, directions, questions. Let's talk about this and let's see what we can do better for these kids. As always, guys, thank you for everything that you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. We'll see you then.